it's not that I dislike Shaken Stevens, but if I saw him or if I found him, I would want to fight him. Okay, Parents Paradox time, Christmas edition. That's the gayest start I could possibly ever do. Um, episode 14, and I'm amazed I've, <laughs> I've got this far. Um, it started off brilliantly, you're a typical Liverpool human. Um, um, um. It's a crisp day, it's nearly Christmas. Um, I am on the home stretch because next week it will be complete brain shut off, which I'll be glad about. Um, it's been a bit of a funny few days, I won't lie to you. Uh, that's why I'm taking the opportunity to do this now while it's fresh in the brain. The last few days have been up, down, inside out, roundabout. They've just gone to so far-fetched, it's ridiculous. Been a fair few good points. Um, you know, there's been quite a few bad points as well. And sadly, the bad points are outweighing the good at the minute because... Unfortunately, not to start off on a shit note, but my son decides that well, decided not decides. He doesn't decide, <laughs> doesn't decide anything at the minute. He just does. Um, he's been a bit of a terror. I won't lie. It's been hard work. I mean, I don't know whether it's because there's change in, in the way in the wind. Wish I could get my words out. I, mean, I know it's early morning, but Jesus Christ, I nearly did this last week before all this happened. I'm quite glad I didn't now. The reason being is my son has been literally bouncing around quite angry, I won't lie. I think, you know, there's been too much change that's gone on. Um, you know, don't know whether it helped with me going away last week or whether it's because we had stuff planned because we were going to see his friends. Um, you know, we were going out for dinner on Sunday. And all of that, I think, has probably taken its toll a bit too much because he's overloaded, like, high buggery. Um probably didn't help in the fact that I was ready to rip his own arms off and beat them beat him with them um, I tell you what if you thought the last episode was bad get on this this is gonna be so unique it's unreal um, yeah his, his issues have kind of spiraled a little bit because he's complained about his eyes hurting which I mentioned on previous episodes he's complained about feeling silly um, you know it's just like yesterday take yesterday to, to, as an example we went out for uh, Sunday lunch we went to a couple of friends of ours uh, their son goes to the same school as our son and they're still finding their feet I, I've, all, I've mentioned them previously I think not in great context so we went round it was all you know very James Martin everything was passed around and you know help yourself to peas and sweet corn and all the other shit that I don't eat. <laughs> I wasn't going to tell them that. I put put stuff on my plate, and I did that thirteen-year-old thing that you, you don't want to eat anything, so you just shuffle it round and make it look like you're eating it. Um, it was nice. Don't get me wrong. It's nice that people cook for you. I will always be that snobby bastard though that thinks my roasts are a damn sight better because, uh, arrogantly as it may sound, they just are. I put so much time and effort into my roast dinners. If people don't like them, I'll chuck them through a window. Uh, that's never happened, though, because my roast dinners tend to be epic. And if you get to try one, or have tried one, then you know. And if you don't know, then you soon fucking will. Off on the beaten track, though. We went round. I'll be totally honest with you, I was shattered. 
I was shattered beyond belief before we'd even started, so I felt like I was running on the red bit of a petrol gauge. I was dragging my arse all over the place, but remained calm. And I had to remain calm, because the previous day, I think I was Oscar the Grouch times 50. I was such a grumpy arse, because I hadn't slept, I haven't slept properly for days. But, you know, it was such the point where I woke up at stupid o'clock with them the day before and then on yesterday. And it was, oh my God, you, you, you want to just go, I'm going to fall asleep on the couch. And I know it sounds, you know, like I'm being lethargic and stuff like that, but trust me, I'm not. I will be as fit as and as able as most people, except for them people that run. People that do running on a Sunday morning or a Saturday morning or... I even caught people in the gym on a Saturday morning. What's wrong with you? You people need to realise that Saturday morning is for gradually getting yourself up and sorted out and ready to take the day on. You know, you just had a long, hard week. Who wants to see someone on a fucking treadmill? You know, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not being a hypocrite, but I catch the next person I see in the gym on a Saturday morning, they will be thrown through a window. And it is not a trade. <laughs> It is not a trend that I'm going to make happen. It's just, it, it, I, I took my dog for his brush and cut and all of that. So I took him off. And as I was going along, there's a place which is like a, an anytime, 24-7 kind of um, gym you know, place. And I looked at it and there's like three quite slim, well, you know, looked after, maintained people. Now I'm not... I accept that I'm not at the minute and I'm going to do something about it because after this podcast you will understand. But I saw them and it was like 10 past 9 in the morning. And I was like, Jesus Christ, get a life. I'd even accept it if you went and sat in the costa next door. Then anyway, rant, rant over because I've got too much time to rant and that, that will come. You know, this could develop to be a long episode, shall we say. It's supposed to be Christmas. It's supposed to be happy. You know, it's not supposed to be fucking me moaning like a fucking Scrooge every two seconds. Anyway, the dinner. The dinner itself was fine. I enjoyed that. It was not a problem. Seeing them bounce around to the levels they had, normally you would kind of cringe at the idea of them doing it because, you know, you feel, you feel like you almost have to, like, you know, seize up almost. Here it was just the norm, you know. Um, the the couple we went to go and see, they've got three children. One of them obviously goes to my son's school, um, and he's got conditions which obviously have to be looked after as well. Quite severe ones that I don't want to go into great detail about. Not because I don't want to mention it, just more the fact of the sensitivity behind it, because um, it's hard enough to have to try and understand from my point of view. To understand from their point of view is even worse. Um, but they soldier on through and they try as they do. Um, they also provide a caramel liqueur. Now, this caramel liqueur, I won't lie to you, if you've ever seen the episode of Friends where Ross and Joey are having a conversation and they drink some what looks like creme de menthe um, or some weird green shit, um, one likes it and one doesn't. Now, I'm not saying that I disliked it, but it's not something that I would stand in a pub and order. Let's just put it like that. Bearing in mind, I also drank it out of a, a Minnie Mouse crystal glass, which, unique as it might be, again, 
not my bag but again it's not not the end of the world but I did <laughs> I almost drank it one for the fact that I felt like I had to because I've been hospitable and you have to do things sometimes that maybe are not in your usual repertoire of tricks but I'd had beer and I'd had red wine on top of it and having no sleep it's almost like you know you're putting four star into an unleaded tank it's only going to go so long before it clogs up and fucks it and I remember (laughs) I remember we got home and I think I must have waited about all of four minutes and my eyes just went and I was gone I think it was more the fact that we were all exhausted in a way because my son had demolished their table with bits of Lego and, and toys and all of this but it was just nice in the sense that he got to feel a bit of normality um, you know it's it's different when you go you know different places and stuff like that but it was probably the nice bit that we could have left the week on because a couple of days prior um, I'd obviously spent time travelling around Scotland uh, once again um, I nearly did the Scottish podcast and I wish I had it done but unfortunately I found myself um, trying to work out where the fuck it was I was going first of all because I went from the west coast of Scotland right the way across to almost to the east part of Scotland found myself in Edinburgh at half past three in the afternoon going I can't travel five hours to get home I need to get a hotel or something so I, I did the sensible thing I was going to stay in Edinburgh and I thought no I'll find somewhere where it connects to the motorway so all I have to do is go south nothing else no shitty A roads no dodgy farmers fields none of that shit just down uh, so I did I found a place just outside of Motherwell went there and it was the, <laughs> it was the weirdest bar well hotel it was a hotel that was a bar that was a nightclub it didn't make any fucking sense because they did say to me they said would you like to be put on the guest list and I went guest list for what <laughs> what the fuck I didn't even understand it because it was a random booking that I made so I, I turned up and it was traditional Scottish bar which was nice you know there's nothing wrong with it um, the room itself I got very nice because I got a family room and there was only me so I had the, all the space um, I wouldn't have took my family there so it would never have consisted of a family room we'd have killed ourselves going there but it was when she said the guest list I was like is there a velvet rope is there you know like pyrotechnics and shit <laughs> what the fuck is this it was a Thursday, for God's sake. Anyway, I fucked that off. So, you know, I, I went out with some people that I know there. We all had a good time and stuff. And I then decided, right, I'm going to get my head down, get up, leave early. Worst mistake in the world. And I mean worst mistake. Little did I realise, obviously, the cold air, the cold weather... It's further up in Scotland, isn't it? Not where I'm from. It was cold there, but it wasn't fog and snow and ice and shit. It was like the White Walkers from Game of Fucking Thrones had turned up. And I literally went, oh, I'm screwed. Because I went, like I'm travelling now on a motorway, again. I travelled on this section. You you join the motorway, if anyone knows where it is. You join the motorway and all it does on the sat-nav is go... 170, 190 miles that way and down. That's all it is. I couldn't see a fucking thing. 
I genuinely started getting worried at one point because as I was travelling along, I had my fog lights on, I had my normal lights on, I had my fucking main beam on. I couldn't even see four foot in front of me. It was all fog. I almost thought, this is what it's like, what my son looks like out his glasses, but I think he's got a better range than that. I actually looked at it and, and thought to myself, I can't see the trucks, I can't see the cars, I can't hear the cars. At one point, I had all the windows down, just in case I could hear something. I think I was the only person on the fucking motorway. And it was literally like, like cloud. That's the only way it can be described, it was like cloud. Um, many, many opportunities to poo myself came up. That's all I will put out. So, the parents' paradox would have probably ended and you would have all been sat there thinking, oh, I wonder what's happened to him. Well, the simple thing is that I would have been toast. Um, no, probably I wouldn't have been toast. I'd have been fucking roadkill. And someone had gone, oh, they've dropped a hog roast on the side of the road. Needless to say, I'm still alive. I've removed myself from Scotland. Lovely place as it is. I wish I spent more time up there. I really do. Um, but yeah, on the whole, I got back and it was almost kind of like being thrust into the unknown because my son had had a terrible day at school. You know, he got quite annoyed, then he got upset, then he had an accident, and it was all, you could see it was all becoming a bit too much. And that's where we all are. This, this year needs, yeah, there she is. This year needs a pause button. That's all I can put it down to. We, we need, Christmas has come at the right time, I think, just to allow us to have a few days just to chill out and stuff, you know, and just enjoy what it is, you know, and hopefully that'll involve FIFA 20. If it doesn't involve FIFA 20, the parents' paradox will go on fucking strike, I'm telling you now, because I want, I'm not even saying that I would like, I want FIFA 20. And I'm not even sure what I'm getting this Christmas because I haven't even really asked for much. I've asked for bits and pieces, but nothing where I'd actually you know, go, please, please, please get me that. Because the things that I'll probably really want, no one's going to buy me a Ford Ranger or no one's going to buy me, uh, you know, Discovery or, you know, get me a, a sleeve full of tattoos or the Liverpool season ticket. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a realistic kind of person. I'll accept my Hugo Boss and my FIFA 20, and whatever else comes with it, because they're all bonuses in my eyes. I just like to enjoy Christmas for what it is. Um, and I have to find my own way through Christmas, After for various exit, reasons. Take the exit. You've all missed it, haven't you? You missed the Irish girl. You know, I'll turn it off, just so that you can all actually, I know you can't, because uh, I'll turn the sound off. <laughs> well, I say that, I haven't, because clearly she's still speaking. Shut up! I do chat some proper bollocks, I know I do. But you know what, it's Christmas, isn't it? Excuse to have, you know, the variety of different, um, you know, musical themes. Anyone can get Wham! on the go, or anybody can get, you know, a bit of Slade on the go. That's my go-to song. For Christmas Day, if it's not on, if I don't have orange juice and I ain't got Slade, fuck Christmas. That's how it will be. Because it's integral to let people listen to... I want to say Christmas classics, but they're songs that everybody's kind of just grown up with, and they take them for what they are, and I kind of do that, in a way, because I like to enjoy 
you know, things that make me smile when I was younger and, you know, I can kind of... Oh, hang on. We're going to have to work out of this fucking roundabout. Cross the roundabout. I'll cross the fucking roundabout. Thank you very fucking much. You can tell that I've come off a motorway now because it doesn't sound like I'm hurting along like Jeremy Clarkson. But I've got to tilt my neck, so apologies if I sound a little bit stupid. Um, yeah, Christmas songs, to me, they're important. Just on the basis that, you know, we can't watch Top of the Pops, obviously. You know, we all understand why. We all kind of get why as well. And it's it's a shame because that's where, you know, music's... Music? Music has taken itself further. We're all streaming and all of this crap. And it's fine, but I still think there was a market for it. But that's me being an old fart. As I say, most Christmas songs I enjoy. My son's got into Mariah Carey's Christmas song. Boring. Um, he doesn't... He, he likes wham. <laughs> it makes me question... <laughs> does make me question his choices of songs because he likes Mariah Carey and Wham um, he also likes Jingle Bells which he's sung for fucking ever um, but it's, that's what it's there for you know it's getting the tree up early it's getting people to wear shit Christmas jumpers I've got a Wallace and Gromit Christmas jumper and I'm going to wear it every fucking day I can get away with it because that's what you're supposed to do if I had the frame for it I'd probably wear a fucking cardigan not to look like a tool um, but you, you know this is what you do and then you make ridiculous sandwiches and then you eat all the sausage rolls before anyone's got on the buffet and then you find that you've got a bottle of Tia Maria from like 1998 and you still drink it you know that's what the father-in-law's Christmas drinks cabinet's for we found some proper vintage shit in that um, the best one we found funnily enough we found a, a bottle of 1982 Chateauneuf du Pape and that went down a bloody treat. It's worth £600, and it was worth every single sip once we'd sifted it and got all the sediment out of it. Um, we even found a, a variety of different wines which they picked up because they've been travelling around the south of France. I have hidden a bottle, which I found, and it's like a 1975, I think it's a Bordeaux or something like that. Half of me wanted to drink it, Half of me wants to keep it, and the other half of me wants to sell the fucking thing. I will. So we'll have to wait and see if that comes off. If that comes off, then, you know, Coffee Man Dan might actually uh, have a little bit extra suspend at Christmas time. But let's wait and see. up in some form of shit traffic um, I know it's not relevant to anything but I'm sat in it at the present and I've been sat in it now for ages and it's almost developing into the Michael Douglas style of things um, just so that I don't end up losing the plot I thought I would continue um, and I'm dying to sneeze and I hope to god I don't do it uh, <laughs> quality editing from Coffee Man Dan you heard it here first oh look and there's uh, fire engines now so uh, thank you Northwest. <laughs> I'm either going to get 
stuck in this for the rest of my day and not do anything else. Or I'll do a Clarkson and go, power! Blitz down the hard shoulder like a real man would. Um, yeah. As I've mentioned, obviously, on the Christmas side of things, um, I've tried my best to get into it all. I know, I think I'm making that shift from where where I used to work in the, in the city centre. You'd have the excuse to go to the pub and, you know, pub lunches and, you know, like the office parties and stuff. Because I don't do that now. You know, it's kind of almost taken away from the Christmassy aspect of it. I mean, I can remember one year, you know, not finishing work until lunchtime. No, even later than that. It was four o'clock on Christmas Eve. And people that do that to people, they're, they're fucking, they need to be shot in the head. Because it's stupid in every possible way you can think of. Christmas Eve, nobody wants to work. Unless it's last-minute shopping, which I've done, or going to the pub, which I've done, you shouldn't have to do anything else, you know. I mean, even people that, like, they run around supermarkets, you know, in search of, like, bread and, you know, have to buy all the milk because nowhere's open on Christmas Day. Not that it bloody should be. Boxing Day, everything's open as normal anyway. No one gives a shit. And people that do the bloody, you know, Christmas... uh, What is it called? The... 5am sales and all of this crap you know I'm sorry boxing day to me is watch the sport eat crap enjoy time with your family and then if you've got any form of brain cell left after half past five six o'clock mong out and watch a box set you know it's just she doesn't leave me she never leaves me and I've scoured through these podcasts and I still can't remember what it was I called her so um, anybody that's got suggestions on what we can call her, do let me know. Um, yeah, I think the Christmas bug, it hasn't hit me too much yet, probably because even with Christmas shopping, you know, I went into the city centre a couple of weeks back when I was dropping my daughter off. Oh my God, it was like a minefield, I couldn't cope. You know, even, even sitting in the Cafe Nero, which I might have mentioned, I found that a struggle. And I think it was just more the fact that I hated the fact that People fight round and everybody wants to buy presents and stuff. I buy presents because I think people would like them. Not go, oh, that's a novelty gift. You know, a, a, a Santa that poos or, you know, reindeer feed or all this shit. You know, you buy things for people that you want to buy them for. You know, like I say, I've just done the, uh, the, the booze run for people. I had great fun doing that. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, wow, Portobello Road Gin. Oh, happy days. Yes, of course it's happy days, because I buy the things that I think people would enjoy. No one enjoys bottles of Gordons, or nobody enjoys shitty bottles of stuff that you don't want. You know, people want nice things, and you should have nice things, and people should enjoy their family time, and, you know, all of this. I won't enjoy you when you fuck off. Um, anyway, that being said... You know, Christmas in itself, I always, I find most of it good, I do. You know, given the fact of this weekend being what it's been, it's hard to kind of see a plus when it's so, so full on. You know, my daughter's getting older, so, you know, the expectation of her not behaving herself, I don't mean it to sound wrong, but I just see it as... We've got a lot more hurdles to jump next year. 
you know, a lot more work that still needs to be done. And I think that's where I suppose me and my wife have to kind of spend more quality time doing things and embracing things a bit more because we've this year's been hard don't get me wrong you know each year as it goes by a challenge comes along and I'm not trying to sound pathetic saying it but you do reach a point and you think you know when can I take my foot off when can I do that Christmas week for me that's that's what it is you know recharge your batteries get get ready get fresh get into January and everyone hates January anyway because everyone's brassic and even the people that aren't brassic don't really want to do anything in January anyway. That's why, you know, it ends up the way that it does. Um, but that being said, you know, we'll, we'll see what it all brings us. I hope everybody does enjoy their Christmas. I hope they eat far too much turkey and it's not overcooked to fuck. Or if they're doing something that they haven't done for a while, just go out, embrace, enjoy it all. You know, I mean, I've done that over the years when we didn't have children. And it would be... <laughs> It'd be going out boxing night and coming back the following day. You know, those kind of days may be gone, but they're always good to look back at and laugh. Um, I, I struggled then to think what I was going to say. <laughs> there was a pause. A pause in the brain of Coffee Man Dan. I mean, who the fucking... Who would have thought it? I just thought I chatted shit repeatedly. Um... Yeah, that might get edited, to be fair, thinking about it. That sounds far too happy. One thing I did actually do, which I will get on to, uh, we went uh, off into Chester Zoo, and it was kind of nice just to take my son out and my daughter and and my wife, and we just went for a plod. They had a lanterns show, which, I'll be honest, most of it looked like it was done with, you know, Crayola, and they were just stuck on, and some of them looked shit and some of them looked good. You know, overall, it was just nice to have a little bit of a nice wander around somewhere a bit different for the kids. Um, the only criticism I will have, and I know nobody from fucking Chester Zoo will ever listen to this podcast. Why would they? Um, the only thing I would say is that I think they ran out of ideas 75% of the way around it. Because if anyone ever goes and they get to see what I mean, you take a walk through this long walkway bit, through like the little market... And then you get to the end, and it's just like somebody's just stuck the you know supermarket lights on the side to guide you towards the end. Because we walked for about ten or fifteen minutes. We're like, we haven't seen any lanterns. We haven't seen anything that sticks out. And then before we knew it, we were back at the start. I'm like, oh, oh right, that's it then. Right, game over. And <laughs> it was nice. Don't get me wrong, we enjoyed it all. I also enjoyed the fact um, that my wife opted to drive home, which I wasn't opposed to, but I didn't realise how bad her confidence was when it comes to driving back home at night, Um, because I won't lie to you, there were moments where I nearly lost it, and there were moments where I actually thought to myself, Jesus Christ, do they do nighttime lessons for, you know, people that have been driving over a certain period of their life? yeah, it weren't good. Um, probably wasn't helped by my son in the background singing Jingle Bells at the top of his voice and my daughter trying to get him to shut up because she's now the third parent in the family. Um, all all the joys of parent, parenting? Parenting. Parenting. I speak 
do you know what? If I've learnt anything off doing these podcasts, I listen back and I think, fuck me. Write it down. Write something down. Even if it's like, you know, super glued to my fucking dashboard. You know, even when I've finished and I edit it, or if I try to edit it, I should think before I do. That will be what this will be called, this episode. Think before you do. And I've done years of that. Years of doing things and then thinking about it later. I was telling somebody uh, when I used to work in the the restaurant biz, as it's known, or hospitality and catering, as its uh, polite title is. Um, I used to get away with all kinds, all kinds of stupid things in my youth. Um, one of the things was when we used to con the uh, the drayman out of different bottles of spirits. So we always had a surplus every month. <laughs> it's like I could have sworn there were six bottles of Baileys in there. No, mate, there's only two. I think those people that do the the warehouse and they, they need to be sacked. And there probably was loads of people getting sacked as well. Um, but did they give a shit? No, not really. You know, I accidentally set a girl's hair on fire once when she was in the kitchen of the ho- the restaurant that we ran. Did I apologise for that? No. I found it very funny. She didn't because it went up like a fucking like Vesuvius. Literally, like I don't know what products girls put on their hair, but Jesus Christ. At one second, I did think, shit, we need to bat that down. So we threw a tea towel on her head. She took it as a joke and didn't realise that half her hair was singed. Um, even to this day, I wouldn't apologise for it because it was, it was funny. Um, maybe not to the customers. <laughs> but, you know, if you can't change it, then just laugh about it. That's where I don't regret an awful lot. You know, I don't regret ever doing, you know, relocating to the other side of the country I don't regret you know leaving college in the manner that I did I don't regret leaving jobs that I've done because things happen you know if you regret things you should have never done them and I've done thousands of things over the years which I could have looked at and gone yeah maybe I regret doing that the only thing that I regret is not being more uh, what's the word not I could have what's I can't think what the word is but showing more empathy you know I don't show enough empathy and I regret that because there can be situations where I could be more considerate towards my wife or my children or my immediate family you know I don't know whether it's just been kicked out of me over the years or I you know I developed it because, you know, what happened with, you know, my little brother. I have no idea. But come to me for empathy, not a chance, bro. Sorry. And it's not because I don't want to. It's not because I don't feel it. But I just don't tend to to, to show it. I don't know why. Um, You know, that being said, as I say, I think going through adoption and going through loss... All of those things, they do take bits out of you. So maybe, if I look at it, I maybe have had one too many kicks to the side of the head or chair shots from a wrestling point of view. Um, Only because I was watching something this morning which reminded me of it. Um, So yeah, chair shots to the head. You know, I'd love to be able to do that to a few people. I really would. You know, it's... it's, I reckon, obviously, the late 90s, they used to do it. And again going off on a complete tangent about totally random things now I'm talking about wrestling 
I was talking about empathy 30 seconds ago. You know, this is where it all stems. You know, it's an unscripted, uh, unraveled podcast. <laughs> and if you're not used to it by now, then you never will be. But as I say, I'm going to leave it on a positive note. Um, when people do listen to it, this is a Christmas episode. So unless I do one beforehand, then I would suggest enjoy your Christmas. If you drink, drink sensibly to a point. You know, don't go fucking blotto and then forget half the day and argue with people or, you know, don't start mixing drinks and, uh, you know, trying to take the world on. You know, there's only certain people in the world that can drink weed beers or Stella Arturas, as it's known. Um, I will do. Yeah. Enjoy your Christmas. Enjoy your New Year. In fact, fuck New Year, because New Year's crap anyway. No one enjoys it. Everyone sits there now and watches Jules Holland's Hootenanny, which is recorded in August, or, you know, they go out and they spend far too much, and then you see them wandering around the Tesco's or the Asda, um, you know, looking like zombies, trying to buy hot cross buns because you think they need them. You know, main thing out of all of it, enjoy it. If you make resolutions, stick to them. If you haven't, think about some. Main thing is, spend it with your family, enjoy yourself, and then enjoy the company that you keep. Because you never know, it might just go to bollocks one day, but I'll, uh, I'll leave you on that joyous note. Thank you so much, and I will catch you soon.